The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to hour number two of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Kunin. To my right, Denise Dirks, sitting in her usual place of prominence. Denise, I have a confession. Oh, okay. I, I have a confession. I, I, I feel like I need to, you know, slide the little partition and confess that when you are not here, I sit in your chair. I'm just going to. <laughs> I, I do. I sit in your chair. Oh, that changes my whole perspective. Chair. I do. And he does so gladly. No shame, nothing. He just none. slides right in like he belongs there. None, so. none. Now, I fully clothed, so I don't have to worry about contaminating the chair at all or anything. But Well, most of the time he's fully clothed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, sit, I sit in the chair because in our studio we have a lovely window, and I noticed that Fred always opens this up. You see what happens when Fred Penny is not here? Even the little things, like giving us a view, tend to go away. Uh, and so, yeah, I sit in your chair because I like the view, the sun on my face. If I don't sit there, then it's to my back. So I apologize, but I will confess that I'm going to keep doing it if you keep missing. So if you don't want me to sit in the chair, don't ever be gone from the show. Yeah, he's just trying to steal my prominence. He is, the place of honor. <laughs> yes, the place of honor. The... An easy rest the head that wears the crown, right? <laughs> the, the, the irony in the seat that you have and the seat that I have is, and I know we don't get political on this show, but the irony is that you are on the right from the seat and I am on the left. That is ironic, but I digress. No, why is that ironic? I'm always right. No, but he means politically, <laughs> politically speaking. But, re- <laughs> yeah, but remember, Todd, from my view, things have a better perspective, a more accurate perspective. Well, that's true because Denise you are on, on the, the other left. side. Todd is on the right. Fred's in the center. Works out perfectly. So it's all. And you're in the other room, which is fine. Which, 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 much to the delight of Denise. <laughs> so it's all about Cal. I got it. I got it now. <laughs> uh, no. So, folks. If you missed the first hour, we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein and some of those cases. We had a very kind of a heart-wrenching case or no case where we talked about alcohol consumption. If you want to catch that, you can catch it on the podcast, which usually comes out. When is that, Cal? About Monday, or, two, Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Depends on how long Sometimes it takes. Sometimes Sundays, you guys, so yeah. check they're, it out. They're pretty quick at turning it around, mm-hmm. but you know, it just depends on their ability to get to it. So go to radiolawtalk.com, click on podcasts, and you'll hear that. And if you find yourself ever not near a radio and you want to listen to us or catch all three hours of the show, go to radiolawtalk.com and click listen live. If it's between the hours of 9 and noon Pacific time, that would be the hours of noon and 3 on the East Coast. Go ahead, go to radiolawtalk.com, and you can catch us live for all three hours. I highly recommend that you do that. I'm going to use my Jedi mind skills. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I will listen to Radio Law Talk. Cal, uh, Cal Cal's got his hands on his. That, that's a Vulcan mind meld, you're and you're going doing it to, to yourself. You're going to turn up your radio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are part of a rebel alliance. And a spy. Okay. So anyway. The other thing you can do is you can go to uh, www.radiolawtalk.com and look at the stations that we're on. True. Because we are in a we are on a station near you, almost guaranteed. Well, we're getting close. We're, yeah, we're not quite up in the New York, New Jersey area, but we're in Philadelphia. In the Philadelphia 
Philadelphia area, right? At least yes. in the general area. We are uh, coming soon to uh, the tennis, the greater Tennessee area, I believe. We have uh, we have we've Texas. got Oregon covered. We have Oregon. We have Northern California covered. Sacramento and the Reading Red Bluff area. We're on KUNK. That's right. That's Kunk down, and Mendo. Yeah. That's right. Mendocino County. Yes. We have both Kunks. We're in Dallas, Texas. That's right. We are Minneapolis. In, I mean, yeah. obviously, we are in the Amargosa Valley yeah. in Nevada and Reno and Reno. Yeah. So, we we're, we're making our way across the country, folks. So check out what stations we are on. If you listen to us online, if you're on the Armed Services Radio Network work you also catch us tape delay but you catch us and you know what that's great too and again if you want to comment or participate in the show during a time when we're not live mail your comments to info at radiolawtalk.com that's info at radiolawtalk.com we'll check those and assuming that we can and we have yet to come across one that we can't we'll talk about the issues that you raise cal i want to raise an issue and it's called Conk, case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! All right, as promised, I take you to the great state of Tennessee. Yes, Rocky Top. Julia Hurley is a lightning rod. She used to work at Hooters. Then she dabbled in politics. Next thing she knew, she was in the legislature going to the state capital of Nashville, Tennessee. She billed herself as the controversial conservative. One one night late, after three boring days of listening to her colleagues drone on about some legislation or the other, she took a sharp object and carved her initials into the desk at which she sat in the legislative chamber. The session ended, and as the folks tidied up after the lawmakers, they saw the graffiti and immediately sought counsel, wondering whether civil or criminal charges ought to be brought forth, or perhaps both. They were not pleased with the artistic character of her work, apparently. And so I ask you, case or no case, Mr. Kunin, you get, I, I, you get to go second. Denise, yes. case or no case? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what say you, Denise? You can tell she's thinking. That I'm thinking because right. you said that criminal charges and or civil. Yeah. Oh, so they were looking at criminal and or yeah, civil. What do they call them? The sergeant at arms that come in and t- tidy up after everybody leaves, you know, that department. They looked and said, this person's carved their initials into this desk. And not very well, I might add. <laughs> okay. Looked like a Hooters girl came in and carved. It could be. It could be graffiti. Yeah. It could have violated graffiti. Mm-hmm. It also could have been um, damage to personal property. Um and it's the legislature owns the property, or maybe the state owns the property. So criminal charges, I don't know what criminal charges could be other than those two. Um, so I'm going to say, and this is in the great state of Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes, it is. That's right. I'm going to say uh, that it's... Um, a scenario, but not a case. No case was brought, but it is a scenario. Hmm. That's an interesting view of it. Mr. Cunin, what say you? So, just to clarify, if case... If... I, can I say something? Sure, sure, sure. I think she rectified it. She had somebody come in and sand it and fix it, and <laughs> she rectified it somehow, so I'm saying no case. That's... Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, this is, I, I would say, at a minimum, this is criminal vandalism. They even vandalism is usually misdemeanor is anything below a certain amount and above a certain amount. And look, I was a prosecutor in Tennessee, but I don't remember the amounts that was back in 2007, 12 years ago. I can't believe it's been 12 years. 
years. (laughs) So that was a while ago. But I will say that this is a case. And I'm going to say that an ethics complaint is brought against her on the part of the legislature for committing the criminal act. So she avoids criminal and civil liability, but she does get some sort of... Ethics censure, censure, probation for doing that act for which she has to make amends. And I mean, this reminds me of pretty much every desk I sat in in grade school (laughs) and high school that was wood. That's why they stopped making them out of wood, folks, because people would carve stuff in there and. So are you saying case or no case? There's no better way to leave evidence of the crime than to put your own initials in there. (laughs) But I say it's a case, and she is censured via the ethics uh, procedures in the legislature. If you want to participate and make a comment, you've got about two minutes, three minutes to do so on the break at Radio Law Talk on Twitter, or you can call us in. 855-529-7234. That's 855 Law Radio. By the way, my brother carved my initials in the desk in our church <laughs> seminary building. <laughs> I love your brother. Don't even know him. What a smart guy. We will continue with Radio Law Talk and have the answer to case and no case right after this on your favorite radio station and, of course, on RadioLawTalk.com. Stay there. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to prolawfirms.com. That's prolawfirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. 
I'm going a quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I wanna don't drive dirty. Gonna get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? <laughs> Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. Todd has a kitty. Are you serious? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Why, yes, it is true, and I am serious. I do have not just one cat. I have three. And almost had four, but I only have three. So. Four puts you over the edge into the crazy cat man. Up to three is probably okay. But when you tip over to four, that's a big, uh, no, that's, you become the crazy cat guy. Well, well, let me ask you this then. Okay, sure. just a quick scenario, because I know sure. we've got to get back to case or no case. But right. what would you do if, you're, if, if your kids, you're divorced, your kids are over at their mom's house, they have a cat. Mm-hmm. Because they are changing residences to a place where they can't have pets, they have to do something with their cat. So, as the benevolent person that I try to be, do I take in that cat and up it to four, or do I let my kids lose their long-term family You pet? say, let me help you find one of your friends that can take on the kitty cat, because daddy already has three. <laughs> I mean, they don't want you to Are become you the crazy... Are you talking about when you got divorced, that's was the scenario, oh, or just today? Re- just recent, just recently. So, how do they have a cat in the other home that they have to bring to your home? Well, no, it, because their mother is moving, and the new place they're going to, they can't have cat, pets. Oh. So she has to do something with the cat. Sad story. Yeah. That makes me sad. So, yeah, that is so terribly sad. I, yeah. we're, I, Todd, I think I'd become the crazy cat man. I am very, Honestly. <laughs> I, I am very tempted. Well, there we go. I'll tell you what, <laughs> by next week, I'll let you know what I have decided. I just 
I, this is the first time I'm hoping that somebody doesn't listen to our show, i.e., my landlord. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, how many how many cats are you allowed uh, in your I, uh, I, rental I, agreement? Cat, cats? What are cats? As far as <laughs> <laughs> well, those are all strays, Your Honor. See yeah. what happened is yeah, what, what happens. I wear a lot of fur, and you know it just sort of it, it sloughs off because it's not high quality. <laughs> so I so I mark my territory in the corner. What's the problem? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's your fault. You didn't fix the plumbing. <laughs> all right, Cal. So. Uh, <laughs> so back to case or no case where a Tennessee legislator is alleged to have scratched her a woman who used to work at Hooters, very prominent, uh, calamitous, conservative, scratched her name into the desk at the Tennessee legislature. After the session, they came after her and said, hey, what do you think you're doing? Her name, by the way, Julia Hurley. And I asked case or no case. Denise said scenario, no case. Todd said case. And the outcome was what? Uh, the outcome was she was censured. It wasn't a criminal case. It wasn't a civil case. It was handled by the internal machinations of the legislature, ethics, uh, censorship, something like that. Okay. Well, let's say, for those of you who say it's a true story, no case, that would be you, Denise, right? Oh, I expected to lose this <laughs> You thought you were going to get taps. <laughs> it's a true story, no case. She paid to have the desk repaired and was asked about it everywhere she went, uh, much to her chagrin and embarrassment. She didn't understand why all the media did was ask her about the desk and not about the many bills she sponsored. And she had the reputation in the two years she was in there of being a very prolific legislator. Ms. Hurley, if you're listening, please call us at Radio Law Talk. We'd love to have you on the air. And that's case or no case. And by the way, in case you're wondering, Julia Hurley is no longer in the legislature. She served one two-year term. She's currently what they call the, at least according to, uh, what is it, uh, Wikipedia, she's currently the influencing investor at Lenora City, Tennessee, Keller Williams Real Estate, and the CEO of Just Homes Group, which is a company that was founded in 2014 and is still doing business in Maryville, Tennessee, if, nice. I, if I understand that correctly. Interesting. So, yeah, it's an interesting story. So I don't know, Todd. Um, I don't know if I should give you points or not on this deal. What do well, you think, well, I, I think Denise gets two points. Oh, she gets two points. Two I points. think you should get one, yeah, but, I, but you said it was a case, and it was no case ever. That's true. Yeah. So I think oh. um, so I'm going to give Denise one and give you none. Sorry. Okay. I'm oh, gonna, you got to give I'm me two. give you two and give you none. So, so that, if the count is right, I'm at 41, and... Todd is at 26. I haven't called up the spreadsheet yet. I am just sitting tracking today. Oh, you got to track it. I'm competitive. (laughs) Well, I know. (laughs) And next hour, a man goes to a sandwich shop, and when he gets the sandwich back, written on the wrapper describing his wife is a naughty word. And boy, does he go crazy. So we'll talk about that next hour. And that, for now, is case (laughs) or no case. And on with the show. Okie doke. Well, folks. Well, well, well. So we're going to stick with some uh, lawsuits that are in the news. Harvey Weinstein is in the news. Obviously, we've talked about Mr. Weinstein quite a bit. He's facing various charges, civil charges, criminal charges for acts that he is alleged to have engaged in over the course of his career as a movie mogul anybody who's ever heard in a nutshell anyone who's ever heard of the term casting couch and knows what that is in reference to these acts all fall under the general purview of that description 
Well, he's got a new attorney. And Denise, what does the new attorney think? Well, the new attorney thinks that he is a sinner. Yes. But he is not a criminal. And that's an interesting distinction here. We talk sometimes in the law about this idea of relevance. You know, when somebody says, objection, Your Honor, relevance to a question, and the judge looks at it and you ask yourself, well, what does it have to do with this? And and what kind of evidence can come in on a case? When is it relevant and when is it not? Denise, if, if you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you know the definition of relevance that a judge thinks about, what is it? Do you... <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Isn't it that the, the probative value? Well, okay. I think we have to break it down into probative means is it more likely Probative is, does it have anything to do with this? Okay. Probative value is, does it have anything to do with what we're even here for? Okay. And then prejudice, a prejudicial value is, does it, would it mislead the jury about something that we're not here for? Right. Or even even raise bias in, in some particular manner. Exactly. And so when a judge looks at relevance, they say, Does this have more to do with what we're here for, or does it have more to do with something that we're not here for? And if it's really substantially outweighed in the latter, then the evidence doesn't come in. So keep that in the back of your mind. We're heading to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about that and why that has to do with what Harvey Weinstein's lawyer said. He's a sinner, but he's not a criminal, and how that plays with relevance. Don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Stay right here. There's more Radio Law Talk to come on your favorite radio station, of course, and also on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. 
Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. All right, so when we went to the break, we were talking about relevance. I realized that the definition 
I've been an attorney for 20 plus years. Denise, you've been an attorney even longer than I have. And Cal, you know attorneys. So, but, but, I, <laughs> but I've pretended ever since I was six years old. So go ahead. <laughs> well, we, we, we use a certain language of probative, not probative, exculpatory, inculpatory. And you get all these yes. words here. I was trying to help my son with homework. And he says, can you just write this for me, Dad? And I said, trust me, if I wrote it for you, your teacher would know. <laughs> Because I'd probably throw in there the party of the first part, herein after known as Little Bo Peep, came, you know. And With your footnotes at the bottom, a reference Supreme Court, People versus Bo Peep, 1948. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we're talking about relevance going into the break, and I'm thinking about this going, how many people did I just confuse with all of that? Well, me, I was trying to break it down. I couldn't think of how to break it down into simple English. So, so let's, As the lawyers, you learn Latin, and you learn these different types of, of uh, vocabulary. Yeah. And it's hard to break yourself of that vocabulary. And quite frankly, I can't think of why it is we have to learn Latin, but whatever. I know, I know. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a relevance example. Denise, you're on trial for petty theft, okay? Okay. You're on trial for petty theft. I'm the prosecutor, and I happen to know in your criminal history, you had a prior DUI. Dun, dun, dun. And I want to, somebody says, well, are you going to introduce the evidence to the jury of her prior DUI? Relevance, Your Honor. Relevance. Why? It, well, at blush, somebody would say, well, it's relevant because it shows she has a penchant for breaking the law. And they would look at that and they would say, that should come in. And, quite and frankly, I would argue under Evidence Code 352, is that ca- right? In California. Yes. That um, that is ten- going to tend to prejudice the finder of fact against the defendant. And it's not relevant to show whether or not... I committed a petty theft. Exactly. In other words, what Denise and Todd are saying, let me break this down for you folks who are like me and don't have a clue. What this really means is that law cases are tried on the merits of the individual act almost all the time and not whether somebody has a long chain of other acts that are not the same uh, leading to it. So one petty theft and one DUI are tried as two separate cases. They don't marry. They don't connect. And that's what we're talking about, right? That's right. What are the elements to petty theft? Did I go into a store? Did I take something that wasn't mine? And is okay. it 500 or less? No, is that right? yeah, and it was, was it less than 500 yeah. bucks? Those are pretty basic elements. What does a prior DUI have to do with the jury's determination of those three things? Nothing. And so a court would look at that and say, well, it's not probative. It doesn't have anything to do with this, so it's prejudicial. It would, it would completely distract the jury. Okay? That is, in a nutshell, what relevance is. Well said. So that takes us back to Harvey. Harvey Weinstein. 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 And what did his attorney say? He has a new attorney. Yes. Let's talk about the new attorney. Sure. Her name's Donna uh, Rotuno. How, how, wait, how strategic, Denise, was it that he hired a female attorney? He'd been trying to get a female to take on his case for a long time, and it had some of them walk. Yes, that absolutely. True? That's absolutely true. And um, Donna is. Uh, a former prosecutor who specializes in defending men accused of sexual assault. So this is a very important addition to Weinstein's legal team. Very important. And she's trying to change the dialogue. The funny thing is she says, she does an interview and she starts talking about the difference between a sin and a crime. And then she said that 
The defense, as she's going to run it, uh, will focus on the specific charges against Weinstein rather than the larger narrative surrounding Weinstein. And she says he's a sinner and not a criminal. What did she just do? She just changed the larger narrative around Weinstein. She's saying he's immoral, but he's not a criminal. We get that he's immoral. We get that he's an adulterer. We get all of that. Does that make him a criminal? Exactly. The the prosecution, and and let's look, prosecutors are not this uh, paragon of virtue that would never try to influence a jury. They want to win their case. And the defense wants to win their case. And the prosecution would love to have a jury come in and during jury selection, and then if you sit on the jury to listen to the case and, and feel like if we acquit Harvey Weinstein, somehow we're saying that he's an okay dude and everything was fine. We want the jury to feel that way. This is the prosecution saying it. We want the jury to think that so that they will be reluctant to acquit and they will want to convict because they don't want to be perceived as saying Weinstein is an okay guy. And what she is doing is setting up potential jurors that haven't even gotten their summons yet to say, wait a minute, I could actually go in and think that he is the biggest scuzz bucket in the world and still acquit. That's right. And now it's easier for them to do their job. That's right. That's and where she's doing. Exactly. It, that's not called parsing. What is that called when you come in and really change the definition? Because, you know, for, in most people's minds, a sin is a crime. And a crime is, I mean, we know that all crimes are sins. Are all sins crimes? No, they're you not. See? And that's what thats what she's trying to do is say, I'm go, let's, let's peel this, this contact paper apart. Sure, there's two parts to it, which I think is a pretty interesting strategy. And, and the strategy of the prosecutors is really important here, too. They're not just saying he sexually assaulted a victim. What they're saying is that he is a predator. He has he they have charged him with two counts of predatory sexual assault and it involves several women and so they're trying to get exactly what Todd was discussing uh, that the relevant issue now is how many times did he do it to other women now this has been expanded if you will and it becomes the relevance of having more witnesses and more testimony is now maybe more probative than prejudicial. So let's go back to the relevance example that I used before, where I was prosecuting Denise for petty theft, okay, and she had a prior DUI. Well, I can't bring in the prior DUI to try to prove that she did this here, but what if Denise had a prior petty theft? What if she stole the booze? Well, that's yeah. that's an interesting one, but <laughs> so, I, we shouldn't go there just yet. So what, what if what if she had a prior petty theft on her record and coupled with this, a prior petty theft and the way that I'm alleging as the prosecutor she did this crime follows the exact same plan, scheme, pattern, pattern modus as, operandi, modus operandi right. as mm-hmm. that time. Under that limited exception, putting aside the fact that a prior petty theft is a crime of moral turpitude, it might come in if she ever takes the stand. But I can then use the prior to show this is the pattern. This is how she goes about doing it. So with Weinstein, we have talked about in the past certain people wanting to testify, even though their case is not part of the charge to count. Or because they've missed the statute of limitations, they're not even got a civil case. Under that argument, if it was the same method, 
if it was the same scheme that he used, maybe that can come in to say, this is how he goes about doing it. We talked about, I used the term, the casting couch. Well, if Harvey Weinstein was using a young actress's interest in a movie to somehow get her to promise her roles and then get her alone in a hotel room for a legitimate business reason, and then the next time it's, I'm in a bathrobe and I'd like a massage, if that's how he goes about doing it, then those prior acts sometimes can come in to prove it. And they could be more relevant um, to the and less prejudicial because it's showing a pattern of action. Even though there's never been a case filed on them? I and mean, will the court accept that as true because there were no 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 verified fact here? No, but there were so many complaints by women that say that he did the same thing to them. Sure. And, and often okay. ta- Makes o- sense. oftentimes <laughs> what the court will do is, is hear a an out of... Let's say let's say you've got victim A who's not in the complaint, but they want her story to come in. It's not part of the charged complaint, right? And, and no case was ever filed on that. Sometimes a judge will hold a hearing on the evidence in that one outside the presence of the jury to see if, on the whole, there's enough credibility and corroboration for that to ultimately be presented to a jury. If that's the case, then they go and do it all over again, but they do it in front of the jury. And and timing is also important, you guys. Something he did as a child or something as a teenager or something like that may not be as relevant as something that he did as an adult. Unless you're running for Supreme Court justice. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of considerations go saying, into yeah. this, including time, remoteness, circumstance. Yes. There you go. That's why we have judges, not computers, because they take into consideration all this and then make a determination as to whether or not it should come in. We got 15 minutes left in this hour of Radio Law Talk coming up on our final break of this second hour. We're going to continue talking about this. We'll talk about Spacey, a few other things. We still got to talk about statute of limitations. Not going to get us off the hook with that. If you want to participate, call in 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. 
When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2! Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work, there's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps we, we held goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. I like the Amadrosa Valley. All around the world, the world. This is Radiolawtalk.com. Radio Law Talk. So, Denise, we talked about with Weinstein, what happens uh, or about evidence that can come in and Khaled said, even if those aren't charged, even if they, there was no civil case and, and the allegation of that person was never filed as a criminal case and that the statement can still come in in the current case against Weinstein and we talked about when it can, why would, what are one of the reasons that the case would not have been filed either criminally or civilly or both? Denise? Uh, because of statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. You know, we, we talk about that as if everybody knows and that's common knowledge. Let's just take a step back for those that might not really understand what that means. What is a statute of limitations? That is a period of time after the 
act occurs that's supposed to be abusive or crime, um, that you have to bring either a civil or a criminal action against the criminal. So if I hypothetically, let's say there is a crime and I commit that crime on the 1st of January 2010. 1-1-2010 is when I committed the crime, and let's say somebody says, well, well, that crime is a felony, and it has a three-year statute of limitations. What does that mean? How long does the prosecution have? How long am I subject to potentially having a crime fi- charges filed against me for that? Yeah, three years. You three have to, within years. the three-year time so frame. January to 2011, 2012. So by January 1st, 2013, if nothing has been filed against me for that, nothing can be filed against me. Right. And civilly, it can be, let's say whether there's a breach of contract and it's writing. In California, you have to bring a civil suit within the four years of the breach in order to collect or enforce the contract or get damages. So it's both contests uh, and criminal and civil are the same idea. So when it comes to statute of limitations, the only thing that I can, we don't give advice on radio law talk, but the only thing generally I could say is there is no one size fits all. Everything has the same statute of limitations. It depends on the case. It depends on whether it's civil, whether it's criminal. If it's civil, what kind of a civil case is it? It depends on if it's state or federal. That's right. So even state and federal statute of limitations are differing. Every state actually would have different statute of limitations, both civilly and criminally. And every once in a while there's a crime du jour where they come up and say, we're going to make an exception to the general law on 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 the this this statute of limitations that's right which like they the did new in york, new york yeah mm-hmm. like the new york sex case where they said okay you've got a year from today right besides whatever years you've had you've got a year from today to get another case filed so, right that's correct so yeah. the only thing i would tell listeners is this if anything ever happens to you and you are contemplating whether or not you want to file a lawsuit whether you want to let it go what you want to do the one thing i would caution you to do first is to seek advice to find out what what's the time frame in which you have to make a decision. Because if you decide, you know what, I do want to sue, and it's three years after on a case that had a two-year statute of limitations, well, that's great. There's not much we can do about it. But I still want to know why they have it. Why is the statute of limitations there? That's a great question. What do you think, Denise? Why do we have statutes of limitation? Because I think it goes to the witnesses and evidence and how memories fade over time and how evidence goes missing over time. So I think that the statute of limitations, especially in the context of criminal, is is such that uh, first I think it's based upon the heinousness of the crime. You know, how bad the crime is. Oh, the heinousness of the crime. Right. So it could be a longer period of time. Uh, But really it's to protect against not having witnesses, have memories, and evidence failing and being gone. I, I agree. I think that there are several factors that go into why we have a statute of limitations. I agree. That's one of them. Uh, to piggyback on that, I, I shudder to think of what the criminal aspect would be if you had a case 
with no statute of limitations, if there was no statute of limitations and at any given time somebody could come in and file a complaint and the DA would feel obligated to, or they would make a report, the DA would feel obligated to file a complaint, and now you've got all of these cases out there, some of which have good evidence, some of which have bad evidence, and you want, you want to encourage people to come in and make the complaint when it happens. It's the uh, strike while the iron's hot. But I think there's a, my opinion is, there's also a converse to that. And that is to guard against maybe a nefarious reason somebody might have for delaying reporting. And that is the folks that you do something to me and I'm in a position that's really powerful. And so then I blackmail the snot out of you for the next 20 years saying, well, if you don't do this, I'm just going to go to the police if you don't do. And I think that's a very real scenario. And so a statute of limitations exists to cut against that. Not it's just one of several reasons, but I think that's one of them. Cal, I, I'm guess speculating because obviously, as I proved, I know nothing. But I also think it has to do with, look, okay, so you committed a uh, misdemeanor four years ago. It was four years ago. Let's move on. I think and I may sound silly, but I think sometimes that's part of it too. You know, look, it, it's been long enough ago. Nobody's come forth about it. Uh, let's move forward in our lives, shall we? This, the, in other words, the forgiving nature of, of some of the underpinnings of our criminal code. That's just my own opinion. I'm just thinking out loud. We see in society today, I'll just get my little soapbox here, there's a lot of that where people go and dig something up about something that somebody did a long time ago, and we see that nothing that they have done subsequent to that is taken into consideration. You were a kid when you did this, and oh my gosh, it's... It's terrible. There was a comedian that I saw the other day that he signed with SNL and he was going to be one of their featured players on SNL. And then somebody found something that he had said earlier, a joke that he had made that was offensive toward Asian Americans. And it was a while ago, but he's a comedian and comedians sometimes push the boundaries and he was out. And they had hired him and an Asian comedian at the same time uh, on SNL. And so we don't know what the interplay on that also was. Exactly. But we have this where people come and try to pull things out. The statute of limitations, arguably, is a public policy doctrine. It's been around for a long time. This sort of recognizes that things that happened too far in the past should probably stay in the past. And, And let's just move Let's just move on. I kind of think that's my point. Yeah, this is a done deal. We've, you know, know, that die has long been cast. That part of that person's life is long since over. There was there was a line in a movie, and I can't remember the name of the movie. It was the magnificent, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, where one person said, you know, I prefer to live my life in the present and the future not in the uh, shipwreck or whatever he said of my past. In other words, I can't do anything about that. It's a long time ago. My reputation back there was that. Today, I'm trying to make it better. And I and I think that's the moral underpinning, if you will, behind the statute of limitations. I like the Jean-Luc Picard line from Star Trek The Next Generation. And I think it goes something like, when we, when we attempt to remove the threads of indiscretion from our lives... Or from our past, we end up unraveling the tapestry that is our life. Yeah. Everything that we have done is has made us who we are today. We've learned from things. We haven't learned from things. Um, 
you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, as it relates, though, to sexual assault cases, I had what I thought was a maybe a creative solution to the statute of limitations for criminal cases, especially in ones where you don't know who the perpetrator is. There's nothing in the rule book that says a complaint has to bear the person's name. All it has to do is identify the person. And if, a, if somebody is a victim of sexual assault, and there's DNA evidence, and they can type that to a certain DNA profile, what's the harm in filing a people of the state of, insert your state here, versus John Doe, a.k.a. profile number, and you have that there, you file it, and it's there. And that protects against the running of the statute of limitations. Because it, it's been filed. Because you don't with... have it's been filed, but you exactly. do not have to serve it. That's right. Within the statute of limitations period, and and that's done a lot in criminal cases, and it's done sometimes also. Well, it's done a lot also in in civil cases where it says you know versus John Doe one through 20 or something to that effect because as you're going through the discovery process you're going to find the names you're going to add them to the complaint and you've protected your statute of limitations we're moving on we've finished hour number two moving on to hour number three if you don't get it go on to radiolawtalk.com you can continue listening to us live on radiolawtalk.com or you can catch it on the podcast when it comes out if you don't have time right now denise we'll see you on the other side of this break you too cal Yep, well, I'll be back. There's one more hour to go. If you're listening in sequence, you can catch it anytime, as Todd said, on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. (laughs) 